Welcome to the Configure Price Code podcast. My name is Frank Sohn and I'm the founder of NoCPQ Consulting. This podcast is 100% focused on Configure Price Code, also known as CPQ, and will provide you useful insights into this topic. My guest today is Vinay Tumu. Vinay is the founder and CEO at Commerce CX, a global consulting firm that specializes in CRM, quote to cash, cognitive technologies and blockchain. Commerce CX has strong experience in Aptos, Salesforce and Microsoft solutions and Vinay is based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome Vinay to the CPQ podcast. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for having me here. Vinay, please tell us a little bit more about you and what you did before you founded Commerce CX so that our listeners learn a little bit more about you. Sure, uh, Frank. Um, I um, am a typical uh, first-generation immigrant. Came into the U.S. quite a few, um, uh, quite a long time ago. I came in to uh, do my master's in uh, computer science. I was in Texas for a year before moving up to Northern Virginia to uh, complete my uh, master's at George Mason University, and which is where. Um, uh, being up in Northern Virginia, I realized the power of the internet working for uh, a, um, a real estate startup firm um, that uh, did very early on uh, real estate software for the cloud. That, that is where I got interested in uh, understanding more about the, the power of the internet and how technology could solve uh, problems. So um, as we went through the process um, over the years, um, I've, I've been a strong advocate for solving business problems using technology as an um, enabler. So um, I was up in the DC area for quite a long time, but then uh, we got tired of traffic and housing. Um, and um, uh, me and my wife, who I married uh, back in 2000, we actually moved down to North Carolina in 2003. And um, coincidentally, that was, um, uh, that was sort of um, where um, my wife started working for Cisco Systems. I had a few friends of mine who were working at Cisco, and uh, which is where we got, we got a chance to look up close and personal around how um, uh, Cisco built their in-house CPQ system at that, at that time, which was um, um, where CPQ was not a standard term. Uh, on, uh, um, way back in the uh, early 2000s. Okay, then let me ask also one question, Vinay. You said you moved to North Carolina in 2003. I know that you also opened a, a Quiznos in 2004. Tell us how you got to that, right? So that's a, a real-world experience with a physical product, right? So that's a little bit different than doing an, an, um, a consulting business. Tell us a little bit more why you did that and what you learned doing that. Right. So uh, it was interesting, Frank. Um, it's been a fascinating journey for us, uh, especially being down here in North Carolina since 2003. Uh, we've done a, um, um, a lot of things. Um, um, I'm an entrepreneur in a ways, uh, gone down the entrepreneurial path where um, in 2004, when we moved, after we moved down here, we saw a um, opportunity in a ways where we saw the area in Research Triangle Park area around the Raleigh-Durham market uh, getting to be, we visualized it becoming more like Northern Virginia uh, over time. And uh, we wanted to make sure we had some uh, investments in this area. So one of the first things we did was we got into a Quiznos franchising. 
So um, we bought a Christmas franchise in 2004. It was a it, it was a it was a real world experience. Uh, we had not run restaurants before, and uh, we bought it because we liked the food. And um, so uh, we had a um, real world experience around working with a uh, overall franchisor who was um, who was able to provide us with the marketing aspects and. Um, in a way, is also providing us elements around promotions, uh, which we which we were able to uh, figure um, figure out work really well uh, as we um, uh, tried to exploit the franchise. Over time, we also realized that uh, this was not where we really wanted to spend our time on. And um, my wife, uh, she is a uh, coincidentally, she actually is a uh, she um, she is part of the operations team. Uh, who runs CPQ operations at Cisco. So um, over time, we've come to learn uh, what CPQ meant. And um, as, as we realized working in the, um, with Quiznos, we got a real good understanding of how products are set up, how do you make the combos that they talk about, right? The product bundles, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, beyond that, how, what kind of important role promotions and advertising. So for example, we would see our sales through the roof every time... Um, uh, advertisements would show up on TV for Quiznos every two to three weeks. When we had those advertising uh, spurts, and we would see a uh, an increase in revenue over here at Quiznos. So we got a good a good understanding of what products are and how what it also takes to run a small business. Hmm. So uh, got a really good lot of a bunch of learnings out of it that we've implemented over time. And uh, you know, after the Quiznos, as that was going on, I realized that. I also needed um, some better tools of managing and running business. So uh, I went back to school where uh, I got my uh, MBA at the uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, uh, where I found some fantastic um, um, professors who uh, helped me learn what strategy is, what operations is, uh, what uh, human resources is, and what relationships are about, and also trying to understand, help, help me discover myself in a ways where I, um, I came to realize what I was good at. And um, I realized that what I was really good at was um, solving business problems and also beyond that, actually be able to uh, uh, build relationships with folks in a way that we weren't really uh, re- looking at revenues and we would see that uh, working, doing the right thing, somehow um, over time it helps you out in very different ways. So if I may, the, we did the quiz knows and then uh, we, uh, we've done a lot more entrepreneurial trades over time. We've done um, other restaurants, we've done uh, real estate and uh, investments in uh, startups in India where um, I, I sit on the board of a startup out of India as well, uh, helping them uh, both from a strategy and marketing standpoint. Now, let me ask one thing regarding your wife. You mentioned your wife was responsible for CPQ at Cisco, but how did you get started working with CPQ? So quite interestingly, um, um, I have a lot. Um, I have quite a few friends uh, I've known from the California Bay Area who I went to school with uh, way back when. Um, and um, um, some of them came to work at Cisco, and a couple of them actually moved down to North Carolina right around the same time frame I we did in 2003. And they started, um, they, they actually were uh, part of 
the transformation that happened at Cisco where uh, they were moving from, I could be wrong here, but they had Siebel uh, CRM at that point that they were trying to uh, enable for sales, for, for the sales teams. And uh, over time, over the next uh, however, um, eight to nine years, um, I was in very close contact with the folks over at Cisco. I did a little bit of work with them over there as well. And then coincidentally, uh, my wife ended up uh, working at Cisco as well on the CPQ side. So I got, a, in a lot of ways, a front seat view to how transformations happen in large enterprises where a lot of the technology is built. And that is how we got. Um, that is how I got my introduction with CPQ. And um, oddly enough, um, like you, you talk about Quiznos, right? So, anytime we've looked at anything, so be it at a Quiznos or at a um, at a grocery store, or um, anywhere else we're looking at, um, a, a CPQ system always seemed to fit in. Where you're always you're either configuring a product or a set of products building materials or you're pricing them or you're providing promotions or you're providing a sales pitch to actually be able to quote to a customer, right? So uh, it was, in a way, it was a very surreal experience uh, learning what we were doing at Cisco, uh, bringing it back into the, uh, uh, into the real world. No, I love it. I think it's excellent and fully agree. I think CPQ could be used in many more places than people probably realize today. But now let's talk a little bit more about commerce, CX and go to the present time. So you said a little bit earlier, you're also a problem solver. Tell us a little bit more about that and what it means for commerce CX. So commerce CX, um, uh, we established it um, about three years ago, um, this is uh, in a way um, um, my second foray into the services marketplace. After a lot of things that we've done uh, related to restaurants or uh, real estate or investments, uh, we, um, I went in to do some business development for a staffing firm. And one of the things I realized over time is that Uh, CPQ and go-to-cash solutions are not necessarily built in a day. Uh, so uh, it's important to make very relevant investments in uh, being able to build that uh, expertise. And uh, so that is how we came about in creating, uh, setting up Commerce CX over a few years ago. And our premise for putting Commerce CX in eff effectively was to bring in smart and talented individual contributors who were really good at what they did and providing them with the tools, the training, and the support system for them to wow one customer at a time. So uh, that's how we established Commerce CX. That's how we've grown it over time. And uh, uh, we, uh, we realized that our very first uh, set of engagements were Uh, started off with um, basic staffing opportunities, um, helping folks with their Aptus implementations. So, uh, which is where we got a front center view of uh, how Aptus projects go, and then uh, beyond that, how code to cash projects go. So, we saw an opportunity in it, and we realized these are very complex engagements that need a lot of skills and that need a lot of deep experience and expertise, not just in 
the CPQ domain, but also on the industry domains as well. So that's when we said uh, we should start making the investments in uh, to actually be able to start putting, uh, building a, a set of folks together to actually be able to start executing on this vision. So that that was the genesis of Commerce CX. I have a business partner based out of Boston, a guy named Rob Maley, fantastic guy who's a strategy guy and who runs customer experience for us. And uh, Rob's uh, forte is coming in from the design thinking world. So our approach to uh, commerce, uh, to helping solve problems for Commerce CX go from helping customers go from strategy, blueprinting, design, and then development, and uh, taking them through the overall execution of their uh, transformation when it comes to CPQ. And do you focus on specific industry and geographic areas with Commerce CX? So uh, with Commerce CX, we uh, as we 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 have evolved over time. So um, um, like I said, when we started off as a staffing organization, then we ran into IT services where we started uh, working with um, predominantly with uh, SIs, the larger SIs uh, such as Accenture and TCS, helping provide them the resources and uh, the capabilities for them to execute on their projects. And along those lines, um, we got introduced to an opportunity in the Netherlands a little over about two years ago, where we were very instrumental in um, helping uh, a large SI uh, implement a uh, aptus full stack implementation going all the way from CPQ all the way to billing and uh, revenue recognition. And um, so along those lines, we've learned a lot and we've realized that we needed to have a, we, we got a good sense of the geography in Netherlands. So that prompted us to have an office out in the Netherlands. So we actually currently have an establishment in the Netherlands for us to work with our Europe, oper Europe operations, where we are seeing a good, good amount of traction. And then to help support our um, Our efforts, both in the U.S. and in Europe, uh, we've actually we established a uh, entity, a subsidiary out in Hyderabad in India, where I'm originally from, uh, where uh, we have started uh, building a, um, a set of resources to do uh, build both for our professional services engagements and also uh, anything that we can do to help um, fast track uh, implementations, i.e. Uh, building potential accelerators. Learn more about CPQ today. We have two offerings you probably want to know about. First, we have a free resource, our CPQ Circle Community, which offers CPQ knowledge, CPQ specific industry knowledge and CPQ specific best practices, as well as CPQ job opportunities. Leading CPQ firms, system integrators, thought leaders, customers and researchers add content here. Check it out today at www.novocpq.com. Go to resources and then select CPQ Circle Community. Second, we have a paid monthly subscription that keeps you up to date with the global CPQ market. If you are a CPQ vendor, system integrator or large customer with multiple CPQ systems, you don't want to miss this. Go to www.novocpq.com, look for services and select subscriptions to learn more. Commerce CX was founded three years ago and it has been growing quite rapidly. 
What impact had that growth on your company culture? And along that line, what is the Commerce CX company culture? What's working well for your employees and your customers? Uh, sure. So um, Commerce CX has grown quite a bit uh, over the last three years. Um, when we started off, we had four or five folks that uh, we initially started engagements with. Now we're a little over 40 people. And um, the way it's looking, we will probably grow up to 60, 65 folks over the, by the end of the year. Uh, but uh, we are a very strong uh, family culture we have here at Commerce CX, uh, Frank. So um, um, all of our resources within the organization, we have a family-first attitude where uh, anything that we do, uh, it revolves um, around taking care of your family first. And then Commerce CX, in a lot of ways, is an extension to uh, uh, the family for all of our associates. And our associates and their families are also part of the Commerce CX ecosystem the way we see it. So our culture is um, uh, built on uh, bringing in smart resources, and then we just provide the right kind of our, uh, support system where uh, we are heavily focused on making sure we do the right thing, both not just for our customers, but for, for, our, for our associates, the way we look at it. Uh, in a way, sort of like the Southwest culture, right? So we take care of our associates. Our associates are a family for us. And then our associates take care of our customers just the way uh, they see us uh, within the organization. So that is that is a true embodiment of um, how we work. Uh, we have a um, lot, lot of the folks at Commerce CX go above and beyond uh, when they're working with their customers. Uh, they they do a lot of work with their, uh, with our prospects, with our customers. They don't flinch an eye, and there are a lot of times. Uh, um, and it, it's it's just gratifying to me that um, uh, in a way, a lot of our resources, our associates, are salespeople themselves, right? Anytime they see an opportunity out there, they they essentially run over to us and say, "Hey, Vinay, hey, there's um, I think there's an opportunity where we can really help transform um, this this prospect or this customer or this SI engagement." And that, that makes me feel really good in a way that the fact that I'm, I'm just an enabler and uh, where Rob and I are, we are enablers for our folks. And all we are doing is we provide the vision and um, our, everybody within the organization, it's a very open door culture and um, they're out there executing for us. And uh, um, we don't have, we have a very flat organization structure and uh, that is how we intend to grow going forward as well. Makes sense. Now let's switch gears a little bit. What are the biggest challenges your customers encounter in your CPQ implementation project? So one of the big things um, that um, two myths that uh, that we run into as we work with uh, along with, with our SIs uh, and or um, independently is that um, customers look at the CPQ solution that's being brought out by a vendor as something that will that will really solve the problem for them, right? So in a way, they're looking at it as something, um, as, as a silver bullet. And uh, uh, that is a myth that we've walked into in a lot of ways, where um, as part of the sales process, they, they feel really good about how a tool such as Aptus or Salesforce CPQ will do a, such a fantastic job enabling them. However, once they start getting into the weeds, they realize that 
that there's a lot of tweaks and uh, gaps that they will that that will have to be addressed. So the way we've asked folks to look at it is CPQ systems that are currently out in the marketplace. Look them look at them as a framework or look at them as a good starting solution, right? Because if you go back 15 odd years ago, when we saw the happening, say at Cisco, Cisco had to build everything from the bottom up. So it cost them, I would probably say, anywhere from 700 to 900 million dollars over a decade to perfect this thing. Today's systems that are out there are 60 to 70 percent um, um, there in terms of helping solve problems for customers. So, our, uh, what we try to urge. Um, customers and prospects is to look at these things as frameworks and starting points where they can then enable their business problems. And that's number one. Number two, the other myth that we've uh, looked at, uh, uh, Frank, is um, uh, they, a lot of folks from IT, they come along and say they want to implement a CPQ solution more as a lift and shift, right? The biggest thing that they keep to, um, that folks in IT and in a lot of folks in business folks also have to keep in um, consideration is that these are typically not lift and shift projects. These are transformation projects. So transformation projects need for folks to get a good understanding of what your business value drivers are, what your KPIs need to be, what some of your, what are you trying to achieve over the, over the long term, and then take it in and based on that, come up with not just using the technology that you're that you're getting ready to adopt, be it Aptus or Salesforce CPQ or anything else, but also take it as a holistic, taking it as a holistic means of looking at your operations, looking at your sales enablement, looking at what are the things that are taking most of the time and and uh, uh, giving you the least amount of revenue or uh, giving you the least amount of profitability. So th- those are areas where we come in more from a strategy standpoint, where we, we, we prefer to have those holistic conversations up front. So the customers start off on the right foot, as opposed to going in into the implementation, he- dive in head in, and then come back and say, this is, our, this is really not helping us out. Now, let me ask one question, especially concerning your customers, right? What do they tell you? How did they identify you as a, a good or the best CPQ implementer for them? So, to be honest, um, we haven't done many CPQ implementations ourselves. We've, we work hand, head in, um, hand in hand, uh, toe in toe with major SIs as part of these uh, engagements as solution architects or business analysts or, um, or uh, functional program architects. And uh, the biggest thing that we've noticed uh, working in uh, with these uh, uh, prospects or customers is they come in with a preconceived notion of what, what they need to get accomplished uh, with this. And then they very quickly realize as they're working with us that Uh, because of the capabilities of what we've done and more importantly, the, the experience that we brought in doing these other trans- transformation projects at other customers, these customers, they, uh, they, they realize that this is probably the first or one of two or three times that they're going through this transformation. And then they start looking at, a more as, at us more as partners in their journey. And that really changes the game on how we collaborate going forward. And now when you look at the CPQ capabilities, what do you hear from your customers? What's in the highest demand? What's most important for the customers that you work with? So um, it, 
So it goes up and down the chain, right? So uh, if you're looking at it from more from a C-suite standpoint, a lot of times it's it's all about and going back to oddly enough, going back to our uh, my model with the uh, the Quiznos, right? So how do you drive uh, uh, incremental revenue and how you how do you manage your costs, right? So from that standpoint, um, CPQ systems are supposed to help you uh, maximize your revenue by minimizing minimizing your liability and also helping you with your operational efficiencies. So folks who are on the ground, who are the, say if you talk about the director of operations, the VP of operations, folks who are out there doing sales operations, their focus usually is around getting an understanding of how the sales team actually does their work and how they can do the best they can to act, um, to help the salespeople spend as little time as needed on these systems to be able to get the most in terms of getting to your best looking uh, quotes and also looking at uh, your um, uh, profitability on how you can manage your margins. And now a question about training. How do you train your own team about CPQ? Do you have any resources, people, etc., something that our listeners may want to know about? Absolutely. So um, great tools. Um, um, lucky for the world uh, that Salesforce has invested so much effort into uh, having creating those learning paths. So uh, the Salesforce, if, you're, if anybody's part of the Salesforce Partner Program, There's an excellent learning path uh, related to uh, Salesforce CPQ and the Salesforce billing that's coming up right now. And then uh, Aptus has a lot of really good documentation. Uh, we obviously use your um, um, your newsletters and uh, anything that you come up with, uh, Frank. We are uh, we are a big follower of yours. That's I mean that's how I came to know about you uh, about a year ago. And along those lines, what we have done over time is uh, we have actually built a built an in-house catalog both from a training standpoint for CPQ and CLM, and also consulting. Uh, we have training programs related to CPQ, CLM, and consulting uh, within Commerce CX in terms of how we drive projects, what are the, some of the things, the, to do, the do's and don'ts, and then uh, that actually help drive consistency across our engagements. Excellent. One thing I have to ask you, Vinay, also is what do you see as the game changer for 2019? If you would just mention one or two developments that you see are really interesting for, for, your, for your CPQ customers, what would that be? So um, one of the things that uh, we realized a gap in the marketplace about two years ago, Frank, uh, that we are constantly uh, working with um, uh, folks on is um, how the CPQ systems need to provide better value for them, right? So along those lines, uh, being able to convert their business value drivers into functionality within CPQ. So for example, guided selling is something that's, uh, uh, that's worked quite a bit. And then along those lines, uh, that is actually enabling the, the sales folks who are on the front lines And then um, some of the aspects related to Einstein or some of the uh, aspects related to Aptus Intelligent Cloud, where uh, uh, you're looking at profitability metrics, those are elements that are coming up well as well. But along those lines, one of the big things that we're also looking at is the overall user experience. So uh, previously, IT systems 
were something that everybody had to deal with. So folks on IT, they would just they was just deal with whatever user experience that they had to deal with. But with the introduction of Salesforce Lightning and um, uh, some of the microservices architectures that are coming in, we see a big push where um, uh, using microservices architecture, possibly putting in the right kind of user experience that can enable, at the very end, enable user adoption. Because ultimately, your system is only as good as the amount of the, the people that you're using and uh, the value that it's providing for them, right? So uh, biggest, a big thing that we see is the user experience. And one of the things you'll see as part of our logo as well is we are Commerce CX, right? CX for our customer experience, So, which is a big thing for us. So we actually see folks using potentially hybrid technologies uh, with C- enable CPQ as the enabler to actually be able to provide fantastic user experience, be it for the salespeople, be it for the operations people, or in a way, be it for the end customers that they're working with. I think you have some very good points there. Now, unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the interview. And so something I ask every guest is, what's the best way for interested listeners to get a hold of you? They can always reach reach me out on LinkedIn. Uh, Vinay Timu, my first name and last name, they should be able to find that out. And our website, Commerce CX as well, does a great job as well um, in uh, helping understand our capabilities. And for interested listeners, we will have all these comments in the show notes. Vinay, thank you very much for being my guest today. I appreciate it, Frank. Thank you for the time and thanks for the opportunity. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and hope you learned something interesting today. If you like the podcast, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes or share it with your friends and colleagues. In the meantime, you can find us online at www.novocpq.com. So long, everyone. 